prospect news and analysis. This is Hockey Prospect Radio with Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. We are back and powered by Instat Hockey, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide. We're continuing to speak with Pat Malloy in our player development segments. Next topic is impacting hockey intelligence with a skills-based approach. Pat, uh, give us give our listeners a little bit of insight on how you structure that and what you're looking for in the players. And then once you know you start to get an understanding of what that player is capable of, then you know, like implementing tools to help improve that area of his game yeah i mean it's often talked about that you can't improve hockey sense i'm one of the people that believes that's not entirely accurate i think that you know there's tools that we have and there's a learning and a teaching process that if adhered to really helps prospects or players looking to enhance their ability to apply intelligence to their play improve you know, so one of the things I like to do immediately is, is help a player specifically with the positions they play recognize recurring patterns. So it's, it's one thing to play the game and, and do you recognize the recurring patterns that, that occur within your sport, within your position on a game by game basis? Then number two, it's, it's recognizing the, the, you know, the frequency of those and the things that you do within them. So the skills that you use within those recurring patterns. And then you know, looking inward and recognizing, all right, when I look at my video from an objective standpoint and see the way that I currently play the game, what things, what percentage of things work based on the way I apply my skill set versus the ones that don't? And then it really becomes showing them options that, you know, they're in these positions, they recognize these recurring patterns. Here's the things that you do that are really good and work. Uh, here's the things that you, you don't necessarily do quite as much. And so it's really tailoring video to augment and help them understand. Here's the things I do well. Here's the areas where I'm too conservative. I don't do enough to impact and then start to, you know, reverse engineer, if you will, and go back and say, from a skill perspective, am I applying my skills in a way that help me within these recurring patterns of our game succeed or not? And so, you know, we've talked about gathering information, threat assessment. So creating a habit base of the detail of can I constantly, when in pursuit of a puck, for instance, you know, is it in my game today that I recognize shoulder checks, threat assessments, where is the, the pressure coming from? and then use appropriate levels of skill to be able to solve that problem. And so oftentimes, you know, what we'll find specifically as players coming out of junior is they, they know what they know and, and they become very structured in the way they play. And so constantly coming at different data points from a player's pattern recognition is a way to encourage them to solve problems versus giving them answers and so it's highlighting the tools they have within their skill set that will allow them to solve that problem. You know, we may not be able to make the next Wayne Gretzky out of a person coming out of junior that's, you know, slated to be a checking forward, but we can certainly enhance that player's ability to take in information and make a higher percentage play based on highlighting some of the skills they possess that would impact those recurring patterns. Pat, does it come down to taking basically the individual mentality of a player plays plays alone plays more isolated and basically restructuring them remodifying them to say you can do more when you incorporate your teammates in specific areas than than if you otherwise didn't i'll give an example to our listeners there's there's a a high-end dynamic talent named fabian lysel 
And Lysel has the hands, he has the speed, he processes information rapidly in tight spaces. But if you pull back his hockey sense and you remove, you remove the curtain and let him look at the overall ice service, he has a lot of difficulty incorporating his teammates and playing within a structure that allows him to optimize his skill set. So what, what would you do in terms of modifying somebody like Fabian Lysel so that he can have more success? You know, a lot of times skilled or, or highly competent players from a skill perspective, they're confident in their ability to beat people in, in confrontational situations and close. And so, you know, what I like to do is start at eight feet, build to 10, build to 20. And if you think about the game of hockey, anything good or bad typically happens between 10 and 20 feet from a player. And so it's getting them to recognize almost a, a mental map of the, the landscape in which they need to manipulate in order to do the things that they're trying to do. And so that can't just be, you know, thrown in the pool and swim. It's having them recognize, you know, the, almost the geometry of the game and that how can I play to my strengths by incorporating others and, and sort of broadening that base view that they would have that instead of, you know, I'm going to attack, which an attack mentality is a great thing, but sometimes an attack mentality means imposing your will and that I'm going to move a puck and then get someone to do something they don't necessarily want or aren't coached to do by moving prior to me getting a puck back. And so, you know, for me, one of the things I think that video is often based on uh, team play, but video is, is, it's such a powerful tool when properly applied with the idea of a player seeing here's something that happens a lot. And here's you trying to do something because you're confident in your skill set. But when you take that frequency of occurrence and success rate, and you put that all in the blender, that gives you the story and the information that you're able to propose to a prospect, if you will, that, that maybe aren't quite as indicative of the success I think I'm having. Pat, uh, in terms of, you know, we talk about, I guess the narrative is from some people's you can't improve hockey sense, which is nothing more than your ability to process information with speed and accuracy. So if you can't do it at the age of 17 and 18, then you're saying that human beings can't increase their processing at all, which isn't true. I mean, look at, as we talked about in the past, fighter pilot training programs, which it's really in a nutshell, it's about processing information as quickly as possible and understanding the options you have available under duress, which is, I mean, sure, it's not life and death in hockey, but the process of that is still the same. So it makes logical sense to me that hockey sense can be improved. I mean, it may not be radical, but it's certainly in, in different areas, it could be incremental improvements. Every human being has the ability to increase their, their processing in varying scenarios, whether it's sport, whether it's combat, um, whether it's modern medicine. I, I think we know that. I, I think one of the things in our sport that's difficult is that it's time consuming. I, I can already hear it in terms, you know, we know where our sport is at in terms of of the development aspect and, and sort of the, the idea of how things occur, you know, in an 82 game schedule in the national hockey league, I, I can already hear it being said, the time is, you know, how do you expedite the time for that? You know, in a junior season, that's, you know, 68, 72, 74 games long. How do you spend the time? And it's really the, the process of the quality of the information and the way that it's dripped upon a player is, is the vital 
part of it in that it can be done. It's making the time. And, and that's one of the deterrents that, that we certainly run across. And, you know, with effort and with the proper programming in place, it can be done, but it certainly is time consuming. And it, it certainly is a soft skill, which are oftentimes in our sport, hard to quantify to take the time to, to allow a player to realize their potential as a player or their trajectory in terms of their IQ or their processing ability. You know, yeah, those, that's are, a lead, those are time consuming. And that's a leading measurement, you know, and leading measurements or indicators are generally input oriented and are difficult to measure. And maybe that comes down to the fact that maybe there from an, I guess from an NHL level, there needs to be more incorporation or an acceptance or willingness to have an R and D department in your operations department that does that type of work for the player development departments and the coaching staff and the amateur scouting staff and the pro staff and, you know, the upper management staff as well. So that work gets done because they're so busy doing their specific skilled jobs that they don't have time to do the other things. Do you think that's fair? hundred percent. I mean, you know, if we look at the national hockey league, this is the top 1%. This is, this is the fortune 500 of our industry. The national hockey league is, is the top of the heap. And so there's going to be a time, I believe when those influences impact the best league in the world. And it's going to take someone and, and, you know, we're, we're trending that way, but we're not there yet in terms of ensuring that processes like these you take your American league team, for instance, obviously finances play a role, but what do you have to lose to give those prospects within your organization, every opportunity to enhance every portion of their ability to perform and, and, you know, better pieces have, have an opportunity for better products. So if you look at a player as, as an asset and, and you want to enhance that asset, if it goes out and plays well, that's not Great. development. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and that's, that's where we're at with it. And, you know, I believe the future is, is, is going to be bright and it's going to come, but I do believe our sport is a little bit behind. Well, thank you once again for coming on our show. We really appreciate the insight. Great guys. Thanks so much. Stay safe. And we'll talk soon. That's Pat Malloy. Uh, Brad and I are going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after these messages. <laughs> 